Welcome to the Sioux Nation Podcast. I'm Jill Funky, Communications Manager at Sioux Nation Ag Center, and we are so glad you found us. Sit back and listen as our staff hosts welcome guests from all aspects of the livestock production industry. It's our mission at Sioux Nation to arm regional, small, and medium producers with all of the resources we can put in front of them. And now, on with the program. Hello and welcome to the Sioux Nation podcast. I'm your Sioux Nation Ag Center staff host, Johanna Klinghagen, and fellow Sioux Nation colleague and director of feed manufacturing and nutrition, Seth Montague, is joining us on the program today again. Welcome, Seth. Hi, Johanna. How are you? I'm good today. Recently, producers have been stating on social media that their hens have stopped laying eggs. Some have gone further with their posting, suggesting a conspiracy between large feed producers and egg producers to change the feed formula to decrease background egg production so that the larger egg producers can better benefit from higher egg prices. At the same time, many poultry experts state a lack of evidence for their claims. Seth, what should we think about the ideas circulating on social media? Yeah, so this is a pretty interesting concept, I guess, and I wasn't aware of it until a couple of days ago. I think it's pretty far-fetched. It's an interesting idea, but you look at how you know backyard chickens are raised, and that's mainly what they're talking about is backyard layers. Like within city limits, lots of people can have six hens, and especially with the time of year. So if people are seeing their layers not laying right now, that specifically points to sunlight. You know, hens need at least 12 hours of daylight. It's recommended that you have more in order to lay an egg. So if people are just now seeing this, if this is a new thing, that would be the first thing I'd go to is, well, naturally, they're not laying as much right now as they normally would be. Of course, feed, yes, could be an issue. Are they eating enough? Again, we're in the cold season of the year. So is everybody de-icing their water? There's water heaters that you can buy to make sure that the water stays flowing all winter long. Um, I don't know that people know that you can get those instead of having to go out and chip ice every morning to have fresh water for their layers. Other factors like calcium in the feed, you know, we're trying to feed an animal that's laying an egg. An egg is 99% calcium in order to have it. I mean, you have to have a shell. So, you know, did the feed get enough calcium in it? Did it get the right kind of calcium in it? There are a ton of factors. I mean, we could go on and on. It's, are they broody hens? Normally that doesn't happen in the winter, but it could. So there's lots of factors that could keep their their layers from laying eggs. So I don't know if I would believe that it's there's a conspiracy with the feed. You know, with with our brand of Backyard Advantage, I hadn't even heard anybody complain. So it's it couldn't be something that's isolated to just a couple feed brands. If we're not having any issues, other people shouldn't be having issues either. So one of the other items is we have to remember that uh, high path avian influenza has been going around. And that's affected, obviously, the larger, the more commercial producers way more than it has the backyard people. Again, I, don't, I haven't heard of any backyard people getting or losing birds due to illnesses, at least not that we know of or that's been reported. But that's that's contributing, and I think that's where this uh, conspiracy stems from, too, is, yes, there's this big issue right now in the layer industry where we have a lot of birds dying from diseases that wildlife have brought in. And I think that just gets people talking and thinking of, well, you know, if the big guys aren't making any money, then maybe they decided we shouldn't be making any money either. 
Regardless of some of the current messages and articles about hens not laying, what can growers do to help ensure success with their flocks? You know, you, of course, livestock, fresh food and water. That's the biggest thing. With backyard uh, producers, it's a little different because, you know, it's a much smaller operation, um, but you still want to follow the same guidelines, you know, cleaning out the coops every once in a while, collecting eggs on a daily basis because you don't want your hens to get in the habit of eating the eggs, which they will do if you leave them in the coop. You know, it's just general uh, husbandry items. And those are things we can help out with too. So if people have questions, then, you know, they can call into the store and we can give them answers. So do you have any advice that you consistently offer to producers? Yeah, the best thing is we often see people wanting to get new layers or they feel like they're getting too old. And the best thing is to never mix groups of hens. Like when you see tractor supply in the spring, they've always got like the Easter chicks. And lots of times that's when people want to like refresh their flock. But by introducing those two groups of birds together, it normally causes problems. So usually encourage people, you know, once you get to the what you think is going to be the lifespan of your current group of birds, then go ahead and get rid of them and then start a new flock. It's hard. I get, you know, there's a 20-week lead time between getting chicks and having eggs. So a lot of people try to head that off by commingling the two groups and they just end up fighting and you, they will kill each other. Um, Not all groups will, but a lot of times that'll happen. So you can put a lot of work into raising a new chick and then just lose it to one of the existing hens. So that's my biggest piece of advice is just don't co-mingle those groups. Is there anything else you would like to say to our listeners? Yeah, for those of uh, you that don't know, we do have a layer feed. It's called Backyard Advantage. And we haven't had any problems with it so far, fingers crossed. It's been a really great feed. Uh, I myself have had... Uh, the same six hens on it for five years, which is well beyond their normal lifespan. But they have continued to lay to lay eggs all six years. So it's that could be an isolated incident, but it's been it's gone through a lot of tweaking. And since I had my own animals to test it on, uh, I think we got it in a really good spot right now. Genetics of birds, because of high path, are we running into a situation where our genetics maybe aren't as strong? Because the flocks that where our genetics come from have maybe been destroyed because of high paths, so are we running into a genetic problem here, maybe? That's an interesting idea. It could be. I'm not aware of any of the companies that would supply chicks having issues maintaining specific breeds, um, but I guess it would be interesting to know from people who are having hens that don't lay if there's a correlation with breed. Because it, it could be. I mean, not all breeds lay the same either. So some lay, you know, nine-tenths of an egg a day and some lay every other day. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that'd be interesting to look into. That's just something I've always I've thought about when people are talking about this and then, you know, you start considering it going into other animal species with genetics. You know, when you start getting rid of some of the good stuff, how good is the offspring to come up. Yeah. Well, and there's expectations too. I guess people think that all breeds lay an egg a day and you may go and select, you know, what the chicks you want, or you take your kids, you know, it's a lot of fun to do this with the kids. So you take them to tractor supply or wherever you're going to get your chicks and you're really picking out the ones that look cool. Right. Maybe not necessarily the ones that lay an egg every day. (laughs) So yeah, that could play into it a little bit. Right. And I'll be honest, I wouldn't know much about picking out a chick and what she's going to do by looking at a chick. So, I, I, yeah, 
that'd be tricky for me. So thank you, Seth. You're always a great resource for our growers and livestock producers. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. We'll catch you next time with more guests and topics related to the current aid climate.